In the half-light, it almost looked human. And then it moved. Camouflage was abandoned in an explosive revelation of teeth and claws. Deputy Stratton screamed as he squeezed the trigger of his submachine gun, the weapon kicking wildly in his hands as it spit rounds from its short barrel. The thing that was not a man ducked low to avoid most of the bullets, scuttling forward on limbs that now ended in pointed blades of hardened chitin. Somewhere behind the creature, in the murky glow of the underground drainage chamber, there was a shriek of pain and anger as the deputy's salvo managed to hit one of the other deputies. Stratton scampered backwards, still firing, doing his best to track the nightmare with the barrel of his weapon. On your left, came the desperate voice of Deputy Marcone. Hearing it, Stratton hurled himself to the right and out of the way. Marcone rushed into the chamber, emerging from a side tunnel already firing upon the creature. The small caliber rounds didn't damage the thing much individually, but as Marcone continued shooting, the sheer volume of rounds did the job. By the time the deputy's magazine clicked empty, Stratton had been able to regain his footing and draw a bead on the wounded monster. Three rapid bursts from his weapon at point-blank range wiped the creature's sickeningly humanoid face from existence. The sight of it, however, was burned permanently into Stratton's mind. Where's Boski? asked Stratton, as he and Marcone rapidly swapped out their empty magazines. Boski. From the darkness of the drainage chamber rasped a voice that could not possibly be considered human any longer. Marcone saw it before Stratton and raised his submachine gun to unleash with full auto. In the muzzle flash, strobe light of Marcone's fury, Stratton caught a brief glimpse of a giant armored form. It stood nearly seven feet tall, or it would have had it not been so clearly stooped to avoid scraping its head against the ceiling. Sparks flew as the small caliber rounds were deflected by the unknown enemy's armor. Stratton raised his weapon to fire just as the armored assailant launched its own counterattack. In an eye blink, the enemy leapt from its position, revealing powerful double-jointed legs, but it stayed low to get out of the field of fire instead of attempting to pounce on the two deputies. Stratton felt a sickening jolt of recognition when he saw the enemy's armor, though he couldn't quite place it in the heat of the moment. The hesitation gave the enemy all the time it needed. Marcone's gun went dry just as the armored figure, shrouded in the half-light of the subterranean environment, raised what appeared to be some manner of assault rifle and fired. Deputy Marcone was picked up off his feet and launched across the small chamber, slamming into the concrete wall. The high-velocity rounds tore through the deputy's tactical armor like he was wearing simple cloth. Stratton knew they were outmatched. Street gangs did not have this kind of armor or firepower, much less whatever abominations had emerged from the shadows to violently transform a simple tunnel purge into a massacre. Stratton switched to full auto and strafed the enemy, for the most part firing blindly as he sprinted towards the tunnel exit. He was positive he had done little to damage the enemy, even if he did hear the impact of several rounds against its armor. He didn't stop to reload or dare look twice at the grisly corpses of the other four men in his purge team as he fled the scene. He didn't pay much attention to where exactly he ran, and soon was hopelessly lost in the endless subterranean system. That did not stop him from pressing on. Some part of his mind still held onto the knowledge that once he found a maintenance hatch or staff ladder, he'd be able to gradually work his way to the surface through trial and error. Stratton's breath grew labored. Each time he inhaled, a sharp pain would race from his waistline up across his right side. 
Running had never been his strong suit, even if he always passed his routine physical fitness exams. A deputy had to be able to perform the basics of their duties with full kit, which for a man on the special tactics unit meant body armor, utility harness, and at least one detainment net. Stratton was as fit as the average tactics man, though generally once the shooting started there was little reason for such sustained exertion. He cursed at himself under his breath as he realized his rebreather was venting only on the left side. No wonder he was having trouble breathing down here. It was like having one lung doing the work of two. It didn't help that upon closer inspection, the armored enemy had grazed his side. Stratton knew he didn't have much time. Five men dead in less than two minutes, and the killers were something he even now could barely comprehend.